All right, we're live on location. Burgers and bottles in Egan. It's uh, it's me, boy Tate, with Adam here. There's the two of us holding it down while Reed's on the DL. Continued. Uh, we're uh, we're picking up some school glasses and yeah, free glasses. Uh, enjoying, like it. enjoying happy hour here in Egan. Looking at some pending storms, hoping to get in some softball tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, nice little place. Never been here before. Um, solid you know decor if you will and things like that and like i said you get a couple of beers two for one on happy hour plus get a free school glass and i'm gonna be in every time cool school glasses only till the end of may so uh listen tonight listen tomorrow get in here you got like two days or something yeah free with any purchase of any beer so you may as well come in at happy hour get two of them and then get your free glass Check them out. Hey, all right, Q, what are we starting out with? We're going to okay, jump this right is, in. This is going to be a weird start for us. I'm gonna, I want to talk a little bit of hockey. I know I know very little about hockey, but it, it was Reed, brought to my attention. Reed's our resident hockey expert, even he's not here. He is. So this is not going to be in-depth anything. Um, Stanley Cup finals are starting, I don't even know what day they're starting, Thursday? They started yesterday. Yesterday? I don't see, I'm not even paying attention. It was more of the reason why is that I was shocked when they uh, were talking about it again. Because I totally had forgotten about hockey. Like, I, everybody's making the big deal about all oh, the... Since the wild last three months well, ago. Well, that, but then also, like, oh, everybody made a big deal about, uh, like, uh, the, the Capitals finally beat the Penguins. And it was, like, their, like, nemesis, and they finally got over that hump. Yeah. And then they had to go seven games against the Lightning or whatever it was, and this and that. Um, and then, yeah, of course, you've got the Vegas story. And everybody's, uh, you know, all fired up about the expansion Vegas story. We touched on it slightly with your Love uh, comparison last episode, which... When I listened back, you did. I was skeptical at the time. I didn't quite understand how your connection of a a fan base and a a full team to an individual prospect. But the more I thought about it, listening back to it a second time, I I thought, you know what? It makes more sense than I originally gave you credit for. And you know what? People are going to expect them to be a top four seed next year, too. And And they might not. They might not make the playoffs next year. It's very possible. Uh, Well, with hockey, you never know, too. But so it's not so much that I want to like talk like the Stanley Cup Finals and like break down, you know. Let's break it down. Fleury versus Ovechkin and this and that. Like I couldn't possibly care less about any of that, nor do I have anything intelligent to say about any of it. But it was the fact that I didn't realize until this year, and I don't know how long this has been going on, but like kind of like the Super Bowl, they, they take a week off in between conference finals and Stanley Cup. So what doesn't make so yeah, so what doesn't make sense to me and I get um, for every finals or championship like round of everything, I'm pretty sure they schedule those out so it's like they start at this day. No matter what happens. But at least the Capitals went 7. They games. went 7, so it like, had to get scheduled on purpose a week out. Right. So like, like this, it, this it, isn't like it was two sweeps. Right. It's one it was, it's one thing when you're like, all right, they start at this date. And no matter what happens, the rest of them. And I get you have to do that. I get that. Yeah, you lock in TV rights and advertisers. Sure. And, you know, you need, you're like, hey, we got, and, and especially with hockey and basketball, I'm sure they're like, we want to play here, you play here. Even though last night they played together. Mm-hmm. But they probably couldn't imagine a, a game seven in the Western Conference Finals right. or whatever. But they're going to probably try and stagger NHL as much as and they NBA can. Finals. As much as they can, for I mean, sure. there's probably not a... There's enough crossover, especially sports bar audiences that can of, watch both. Yeah, or you don't, and like you don't that. get too many people that are really into the Stanley Cup who are also into like Game Seven of a Western Conference. Final. But you probably get enough people who are interested enough. 
Yeah. I mean, there's enough where you don't want them to compete against each other. But I was just floored because in my head, like somewhere in the back of my head, I knew hockey was still being played. But I also didn't. Like, it was such a big story. They had actually some momentum. Like, I actually cared a little bit about hockey. I cared about the Game 7 a little bit. I didn't watch it, but I cared about the result. I cared that Vegas was in. Like, as a guy who doesn't like hockey, I cared. They had me kind of roped in a little bit to the point where... Knowing it would have been Capitals nights like this, like, okay, you've got like your big star, Novechkin, who's never got a cup, you've got this upstart team. I might have watched, you know, a couple games. And like you said, I didn't even realize they played last night. I thought it was already, and I thought it was later this week. Even Who are you hoping for? Who are you cheering for? That's a good question. I think the Capitals, just because I've heard a lot of comparisons to them as being like the hockey Vikings. Like, they always have good teams, but never get over the hump like always losing the playoffs always on the doorstep that kind of thing so I think I'd go there just because it sounds like they have kind of a, a tortured fan base I'm definitely going Vegas I figured you would be yeah they're fun why not jump in on them yeah but so no I just it wasn't like a big talker but just like I I had forgotten that hockey was being played and do you know who won last night I have no idea <laughs> I assume the Capitals did nope <laughs> ah, it was go. a great game too it was fun I mean I watched parts of it to put them back and forth between the finals I forgot the Twins played last night because I was just going between those two. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. It was uh, uh, the Vegas one by one or two, I think it ended up being, like, 6-4. It's, like, four lead changes, three different ties. Uh, pretty wild. Nice. Pretty exciting game. But, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you already are, at best, the fourth most popular sport in this country, depending on how you define sport. Okay. At best, fourth. Who do you think competes with the fourth spot? I think, like, MMA, UFC. What do you think is third? Uh, Probably baseball. It's got to be. Probably. It's got to go NFL, NBA. Here today, I think they're uh, probably again for probably another year in a row, but I just heard that they're on pace, of course, for, like, the lowest attendance and... It, it costs too much to go to games. There's a million of them, so there's no urgency to feel like you have to go to, like, you feel like if you want to go to a football game, you have to go to this game because there's only eight home games. This and night. I wonder, yeah, they didn't obviously explain it. it was on the morning show this morning. So it's like, well, what what is happening? Like, I know obviously the first three weeks they probably were um, because it was so cold basically everywhere and it was, like, that's, snowing and stuff like that. I don't so I don't, know if they've, I, don't know if, I don't know if they've picked up yeah. since then and it's been normal. And that's what I don't trust about pace is, like, well, when you're talking about the beginning of the year – you know, it's a lot of weekday games. You have kids still in school. It's cold. It's, you know, potentially snowing, whatever. Like, I can understand, like, that every year it's like that. So you look at that and say, okay, this and this. Um, they, they claim to care about pace of play, which I know that's a factor. People just don't want to carve out four hours of time. Like, because by the time you drive to the stadium, get in, watch an entire game, drive home, you're four hours in. I got a feeling that nothing's changed in pace of play. It... Outside of, like, going seven innings instead of nine or something crazy like that, like, there's no way. There's some things they can do. Well, there is some things, but, like, especially... A pitch clock. A pitch clock would be a thing that helps. But, especially with the fact that you're looking there's at... There's no reason not to. They, I thought they claimed a while ago that you can step out of the box, but now you can do whatever the hell you I want I see you guys to. step out of the box all the time. Yeah, that was, what, two years ago, I think they called that. I thought they said that was a rule. Yeah. And, like, these dudes just step in and out of the box. It was something like, if you don't swing, you can't step out. Which is fine, but, like... You should just not be able to step out at all. Like, make it just like it was in high school where you have to keep a foot in the box and that it's live at that point, too, if you want it to be. You can do a pitch clock, too, I think. A I pitch mean, clock would help. 
I get it's radically different, but like you got to do things radically different. You can't just keep these guys taking. And that's what that's what's crazy to me is that like their bottom dollar is losing out because people don't want to come to the games, and because the games are so slow and because of uh, those kinds of things. But instead of worrying about that, like all you ever hear baseball talking about is like, um, like oh, should they ban the shift? No. Like what? No. Let them play however that. What are you going to ban nickel coverage in football? Like, no, if people want to shift that hard, learn how to hit the other way. Learn, you know, bunt on them or something like that. Like, the, the shift isn't affecting no. t- pace of play. It's not affecting well, your revenue. It's not affecting the tenants. And what a Corey Cove made a great point as well today on that, too, is baseball is becoming like basketball. So, basketball is now, I mean, you're talking about spreading the floor and it's people are, and it's shooting threes, you know, it's like. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not shooting a three, like the world, you, you almost have no idea. But you almost have no chance, so you have to shoot yes. 20 threes a game. Oh, I see where you're going. It's just like you have to hit home runs. It's home runs and strikeouts. Home so runs and strikeouts. April, April was the first mm-hmm. calendar month that there were more strikeouts than hits. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've heard that they're basically going to do that again. There's a couple of days left, but, I, but I'm pretty sure they're, they'll, that they'll do it again in May. Um, and that's what's leading to longer games too, though, is that, that that's the new mindset is all or nothing. Right. Like, you either strike out or you walk. Well, that leads to longer at-bats, which leads to a longer game, plus all of this situational pitching, things like that. Hey, speaking of, we touched on it last time. Did you see that Rays did it again this weekend? Yeah. Romo started twice. I was I did because, so, so Adam and I uh, play fantasy baseball. It's stupid. But nope, uh, it's we the play best. In a, no, it's not. It's the best. It takes way too long. <laughs> it, make, it makes the season seem twice as long as it already is. <laughs> that you, might be true. One season lasts three years. <laughs> so I, I found that out, though. So basically uh, we have a traditional ownership setup, a uh, front office setup where uh, my brother-in-law, Travis, is the owner. Uh, Adam plays the role of GM. I play the role of uh, daily manager. Um, so basically, we got a guy who kind of funds it and lets us do whatever and chimes in on occasion and mostly likes to talk crap to his other rich friends. <laughs> That's right. Um, Adam makes all makes all the moves and, and uh, acquisitions and you know a lot of trades and also helps you know with uh, lineups and then uh, mostly then I just take the guys I got and try and form a daily lineup uh and we try our best we won the first year uh we we didn't do great last year we got struck down with some injuries this year we're uh we're coming we're around life. we're coming to life we're, we're slowly coming around slow start we'll be fine anyways though i noticed that because i was looking at starters over the weekend and i was like well, who's starting and it was Sergio Romo. I was like, he's a, I was like he's a, oh he's scheduled to start okay i mean he's gonna throw one inning again uh, what did I hear yeah. out today? They were talking about, like, if they keep this up, like, how funny would it be? He could potentially lead the league in games started. So awesome. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It kind of works. I mean, I don't – we talked about the two games. Did it work over the weekend? I, I won, The first game it did, I didn't see the second game. He did it twice again? Like, Friday, Sunday again or something like that, or Saturday, Monday or something like that. Yeah, I have no, no it's it's great. But, but, that, but if that's the case, then – uh, just the, to bring it back to what we were talking about, if that's the case, that that's a thing now. Or at least it is for the Rays. They're the only team doing it, so, you know, whatever, grain of salt. But if other teams start to copy that model slightly, or if you really go, like, like we talked about last time about uh, a bullpen day, well, if your traditional bullpen day was just throw your shitty pitcher out there and hope for the best, if now a bullpen day is, I'm going to take my seventh inning guy for here, and then I'm going to take this guy for another chunk of innings, 
those pitching changes are just going to be more rampant than they are right now. Even right now with the guys, like, we're on pace for the fewest um, quality starts, the fewest innings pitched by starters right. in the history of baseball. Um, they are, guys are going four, four and a third, five, five and a third, that kind of thing. And, which, A, I think is kind of great because it de- is devaluing the win statistic. That thing should just get thrown off. Um, quick side tangent, I heard Mackie and Judd had a, a debate about this on Friday, about how they need to get rid of all pitching stats related to the outcome. Sure. Win, loss, save. Hold, whatever. Save especially. that We talked about that one briefly yeah. a couple weeks ago. Like, you can get a – they should not be awarding saves. I don't care For how many – For a third of an inning? No, that's not it. I don't want to have somebody get a two and a third inning save when well, your team wins 11 to three. Nobody should get a save. Isn't it just as bad to have uh, a 3-1 game and some guy pitches the first two outs of the ninth and then your closer, quote-unquote, comes in and pitches one batter and gets a save with nobody on? Right. I don't like because they say you can have a guy like be on deck basically. Like you're not saving. Tying the game. run has to be on deck. That's stupid. That's really tying rush. At least be at the plate. Like, the, you're, tying you're, rush be at the plate. Absolutely. Right. You're you're saving it there. But they, and that, that's, that doesn't mean potential tying run. If all these guys would have gotten a hit before. Yeah. Exactly. If you, if you're talking about you can't get a multi. I don't like a multi inning save. save. It's dumb. I think if you're pitching one inning, then your team should be up by three it should, or less. Uh, like, I'll, I'll let you do that even. If you come in and you're up by even three, I, don't, I guess I don't no. even like that. Just you get have rid to of the face, categories in you general. You have to face the time. Just get rid of all those categories in general. Like, because he said it's the only statistic in all of sports where you double up on something. Like, you get a win in the record book, like in the win-loss column for your team, but that guy also gets a win, and his point was like, Mike Trout goes the other day, went six for six or whatever he did, and hit like a home run and a double, and this and that. Like four doubles. Yeah. <laughs> but did he get a win? Well, yeah, that's just... Like, is he not more cares. responsible for the win than the pitcher? Well, um, and it's too, because what, you got to go five innings yeah. as a starter, but, but so you, anyways, can, you can go four, and say you went four and two-thirds, and you can't get the next guy, so somebody goes and throws a third of an inning and then he gets the win. Well, that's why once upon a time the it led to bet, worse pitching because managers were more prone to let a guy sweat through a terrible to couple try ladders to, to try to get him qualified for the win. Well, because so many like con- contract incentives are tied to wins and things like that. Now, it doesn't seem like people are as married to it. it, it there must not be contractual connections to it anymore because they're pulling guys left and right but the problem is, is that that many pitching changes leads to a longer game like it just yeah that's it, for sure they, they've got issues with that that's just it's just not working all right what are we talking twins now yeah um i didn't watch a single inning over the weekend i watched some not a lot what do they do Memorial weekend. they got swept by who oh the seattle Rams. yep um they won monday now and they did win monday um now seattle's good i i we talked about it before. I, I still don't know how they're good. I know James Paxton's really good. Um, right. He shut us down. He, and as he is doing with everybody, that's fine. I still – I watched their team play a couple – like probably half of all three games, I'd say. I don't get how they hit. Like I look at the dudes on their roster and they bring up like Ben Gamble and all this other kind of stuff. Like I said, Mitch Hanniger. Like they're down Cano. They're down Segura. They're down all these guys. I don't get how they're good, but they are. Their clutch is the big thing. I'll watch that. Like, 
they'll get a guy, you know, like a one. I think single. a big thing, and without knowing how many games he played, I, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, obviously they took him what third overall in the Buxton draft. It went uh, Correa, Buxton, Zanino. Zanino's been he's very hitting, good. He's hitting for power. That's fine. And he, but like he I want to say he has had, eight to ten home runs, but he he's still only hitting like two twenty or something. What do you think? He probably he'll probably catch a hundred and. 20 games. Yeah, I feel like he catches more than That seems fair. That seems fair. Whereas most guys will probably catch four games a week. But that's another trend that's kind of changing, especially with your top-end guys, is that they're playing them five to six days a week instead of four. Well, I think they're valuing two hitters versus, hey, you're a defensive catcher and you're a liability on the plate. Yeah. Even though your boy, your boy Chris Jimenez just got called up and had a big hit. I saw that. And that was the, he was the hit on the Rizzo play yeah. last night. Oh, was he? Yeah, he had Okay, so hit. let's talk about this because we don't need to talk about the Twins. They're struggling. Again, they've got the Royals. They'll probably do well against the Royals, but then they've got the Indians this weekend for a monster series. It's it's early. It's Any idea what the slate is? Pitching uh, Pitching Master? I haven't looked ahead. I, I should check on that, but um, I, I, I haven't looked ahead. I just so know that this is one of those things where, I mean, we're going to play them a bunch of times, so it's obviously going to be, uh, you know, it's not like make or break your season, but you could get a huge momentum push here if all of a sudden... Are they in Cleveland or at home? Uh, let me check that quick. Um, but either way, it's, it's a big stretch just because it, it, any kind of momentum right now is huge for the Twins. They have no momentum going for anything. They can't get anything going for more than, you know, say a few games at a time. Um we are at home, by the way. At home versus Cleveland. At home versus Cleveland. We just need a little bit of a... A three-game set? Yep. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Um, we just need some... No, I'm sorry, four-game. We start Thursday. We start Thursday. So, Thursday we start. They're calling up. It's one of their... Not their number one prospect, but one of their top pitching prospects to throw on Thursday. This Sean, I think is his first name, uh, Bieber. Sean Beaver? Bieber, like as in the singer. Justin? Yes. And, He's getting rocked. And we got all the reason. I got to like our chances there. Yeah, we win. Um, after that, we go Carrasco, Barrios. Uh, we win again. That's us sure. again. Um, game three is Trevor Bauer, Lance Lynn. We lose. Yep. Trevor Bauer's been crazy good this year. Yeah, he's nasty. Like his ERA and some of that kind of stuff is just, he's like a sub three ERA. He's like top three in strikeouts. Like he's absolutely dealing. Um, and then the series finale is another one of their young kids that they just called up this week. Uh, I don't remember his first name, but uh, Plutko, I think is how you pronounce it, um, against Gibson. Now, this Plutko kid is, is hard to read. He, um, I know because I picked him up in a different fantasy league for, to pitch yesterday. Uh, so last week he made his first start against the Cubs, went six innings, one hit. Just crushed. Yesterday against, uh, gosh, who did they play yesterday? It doesn't matter. He gets, he gets, I think the White Sox. I was like, yes, sweet. I, I want all of this. Feeling great. Five earned. <laughs> Got the win. <laughs> Another reason why the win is stupid. Um, anyway, so let's circle back. Um, so the big MLB story is the Anthony Rizzo slide from over the weekend here. Sure. Was it yesterday or the day before? It was yesterday. Okay. So go ahead and explain it. So, basically, they got uh, bases loaded, infield in, hits his shortstop, Rizzo's on third base, they throw home, um, he, uh, 
they try to they're they're basically trying to hit a double play uh, throw home. He tries to throw to first. Rizzo takes out the catchers that kind of back leg. Catcher sails it into right field. Now, did you watch it closely the play? Uh, I've I'm yeah. I've only seen the highlight once or twice. It looks to me. Does he put out an arm or a leg to like grab at him? Is that what I saw? Like no. a swipe? No, no. Or is it a is it a baseline like a, a path? Uh, the path he takes with his body is right into his leg. Not even near the plate. Uh, it's it's more, within reach. It's but more of arms reach to the plate, body directly into the catch. Call it two, three feet outside. So, uh, so he takes out his back leg as he, and that makes his throw just sail. They scored two runs off of that. Um, I mean, they won whatever it was, seven nothing or something like. It, or, I don't know. Beside the point. It wasn't like the changing moment, but at the time, I think it was maybe two nothing or something like that. So if you call a double play, I think I want to say maybe either out of the inning or whatever. But at least those two runs don't immediately score. Right. I don't know if that's the second out or the third out. But regardless, like, anyways, a two nothing game and a four nothing game. They let it go, yeah. and uh, they came and chat reviewed it, which I guess you can review. You can review that, huh? I guess, and I don't. So I don't know the rule for sure. I know at second, I thought it was that's you have to slide problem. directly into the base. And I thought, you and I were talking about this before the cast, that I, I don't know the rule well enough anymore. I know, like, collisions are basically not allowed. And I thought, it, I assume at home that it was the same as at second, where you have the, to slide directly into the base. And that was a change recently, too, right? Last into year. second base. Was it last year? Yeah. Because there used to be guys, when they break up double plays, where they're three feet to the left or right. And it used to be where you could, and, and it was like, if you're within an arm's If you could touch there. the base. And basically, that's kind of where he was at. Right. And, you know, naturally the Cubs said, I don't think he did anything wrong. Madden was like, that's just how you do it. Um, even the guy, oh, yeah, Madden, so the, old school baseball guy, of course, is like, that's how you do it. So the shortstop, even who made the play, wasn't like... He kind of said, like, I don't think it was right, but I would probably do something similar. Or, like, he's like, I'd try and break it up. But, you know, did, did he know where it would go? I mean, obviously, the manager was pissed about it, Clint Erdahl. Yeah. Uh, he might have got tossed. I don't remember. But now the catcher was, like, kind of injured. Yeah, but I think I he stayed that. in the game. But now that didn't MLB come out today and say, yeah, it they was come not out today okay. They say, yeah, they should. So they reviewed it and said it's good. But so that so that's my question. Time. I don't understand how a an umpire can see it and not call it live. B they can review it and still say right. no, and then come back the next day and say, yeah, no, that was not good. Like, so who's in your replay booth then? Because they, I, I'm I'm not wrong on this. Like MLB has like the replay control room, right? At every park, they don't. Oh, have, they don't have like I the believe. who is it? NBA that has the like. Yeah, the N- NBA and the, and the NFL have like the uh, Secaucus, yeah, in Jersey, like replay facility, the, the the control room, if you will. I believe that the NBA or that the that that baseball is at every facility, not okay. not one central location. Like they have one guy, like an extra umpire up in the booth, kind of right, thing. Right. Okay. But then even so, then, shouldn't there be, and, and maybe there is, and they just don't announce it, but wouldn't you make a bigger deal if you're trying to protect the integrity of your game and that kind of stuff? Wouldn't you make a bigger deal like, okay, yes, this was an illegal play, so replay booth guy has been fined or suspended or right. something. Umpire guy has been fined or suspended. Like, they always announce these things uh, like, oh, yeah, you guys got screwed, sorry. Yeah, it's like, like there's no like what, how does that help me? Like these oh, guys blowing the call, letting you know then, that you were right. So you blow the call and then blow it again on on review. Like, right, 
What? How does that happen? There has to be some sort of consequence for that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. That's, but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting play. Like, you just interesting in the fact that you just don't see that. I didn't like it. Anymore. I like the Cubs. I didn't like. I didn't like the play when I first saw it on a review. Further review of it. Still didn't love it. Like, it's. Well, if, if that play would have happened three to years... To force play, and he's just taken out his life. Yeah. If that play happens three, four years ago, it's not even a highlight. It was commonplace. So, so, so the one thing of note, too, is that, like, they didn't... That they didn't throw at him later. Like, they didn't actually... Oh, we didn't get any unwritten rules? No, they didn't take... They Thank didn't God. do anything about that. So tired of that garbage. But in that sense, I think you can't... Like, you basically hurt, I guess, a, hurt a guy like, I was going to say, it's, I guess... It's not, a, it's not a, hey, you looked at a home run for too long, or... Those ones drive me or, nuts, or you bunted when you shouldn't have bunted, or you yeah, stole, or you stole when you stole a base yeah. when you were up by four yeah. runs or something. But it was like... That's where I was more surprised well, good that for they them didn't be, do anything. Even though it would, would have been warranted, like, good for them to realize that we can all grow up as adults and be like, hey, maybe we don't say, hey, I don't like what you did, so I'm going to throw a ball 90-plus right. miles an hour at you. Right. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. Just, like I said, five years ago, we don't even know this play happened. Because that was just, that's what you did. You yeah, took out probably, throws yeah. wherever else. Another. You took out catchers, you know, whatever. Like, now it's been two years of, like, no collisions anywhere. So this becomes a big deal, especially yeah. since they didn't call it. Right. So, all right, well, we already talked a ton of baseball last episode. I'm sure some of our listeners are tired of baseball because not everybody wants to go in-depth hardcore baseball stuff all the time. So let's talk about the you know number one A topic going on in sports right now. That's the NBA. Two game sevens. Um, one amazing game seven. Which one? Cleveland. I, I guess. What? Did you watch that game? Yeah. Dude, watching that game was amazing. LeBron was ridiculous. LeBron was incredible. Um, there Celtic, was intensity. The Celtics collapse. I mean, I think both games were pretty shitty. They had good spurts of them in like the first half, or like especially the second quarter of the Houston game was really good. It was. But, like, third quarter things got out of hand rather quickly. Steph Curry remembered that he was Steph Curry. And the Rockets missed 27 threes in a row. I, I knew it was up to 23. I didn't see a final count. They made it to 27 before P.J. Tucker hit one. Jeez. Um, the other game, you had Terry Rozier miss 10 threes. Yep. I mean, you had more of a... In a way, a it was collapses. In a way, so it was bad basketball that ended up working out because it made it a little bit more dramatic. Right, they were close. They ended up being close or semi-close. I think part um, of the thing is the whole, uh, the rest of the conference finals being so well, one-sided right. on everything that any close game made it feel like a bigger deal. And it's a game well, seven. And so it's the always fact feel like that both deal. home teams were winning and by significant margins yes. and then blew it. So yes. you have you have the crowd collapsing. You know, yeah, trying to will their team back right. to winning. Um, but, it, I mean, they were. it was great to have, for sure. And especially back-to-back days, it was great to have. It was fun. Can we get some of this out of your way? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get that. That's fine. Thank you, though. It was great to have, but, like, it wasn't great basketball. Um, like I said, outside of LeBron or, like, Steph... That stretch that Steph had in the third, right? Um, and LeBron, the whole goddamn game. Like, how about okay? So KD was bad. There's not a lot to talk about in the Western game, right? 
KD I mean, didn't look good. The Warriors, the Warriors even looked bad. Like in winning, they looked bad. They right. missed a lot of open shots. So, they missed so, a lot of. So Steve Kerr claimed they would have won in five if Iguodala played. Yeah. Um, okay. If if Chris Paul played, they would have lost in seven. So. Um. I I mean I know Iguodala is good, but and and former Finals MVP. I get it, but like you can't tell me that you guys really he makes that big of a difference. I think like, he would have made a difference. For, I think he, he makes I think it, they would have won it in five. Oh, you're talking. You said Iguodala. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No, I'm saying he he makes a huge difference. Like in the general dynamic of your team, but like they, they played so uninspired for most of the series that. It's just they have such a large collection of talent think, that yeah. even KD playing at, like, say, 70% and Steph playing at 65% and Clay playing at 80% and Draymond playing at, I don't know, 50%, he was god-awful. Well, I think, yeah, and I think that uh, what they've credited him more with is that, like, he helps with their, like, defensive alignments of things. Sure. And uh, whatever, because they were lost. I mean, I get it. They were lost, basically, game six. But also, game six, no, they won game six. I mean, game five. But also, game five was like one of those Herc- uh, Herculean efforts from like CP3. He was Wait, unstoppable. Does, so, does Iguodala yeah. change that? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyways, that Western series wasn't, unfortunately, like everybody built it as like, this is the NBA Finals. Whoever wins this is winning the whole thing. And it was really uninspired. Game five was fun when CP3 went nuts. And they had, you know, a couple of close games, but in general you saw, like, a mediocre Warriors team and a Rockets team that all of a sudden, who relied on the three forever, can't shoot threes. It was just... Imagine if they went... Four, it was bad basketball. If they went four of 27 instead, instead of, of over, over 27, 27, they're up or they win the game. I mean, right. in general, that gives them enough points to win, but, like, if they would have made four out of 27 threes... Instead of zero. Just four. Yeah. Then it's a whole, then basically they're winning the game and it's a whole new. Well, and this is where you're gonna get all of your old school basketball people who hate the fact that basketball has turned into three and dunk league, and then be like, "Oh, live by the three, die by the three. And to an extent, it's true, but at the same time, like that's what everybody's doing. Like that's just the new way basketball like, is played right now. But like they, you gotta realize at some point, like stop fucking shooting and, and they I know they didn't live by the three in the first half and they were up by that many yes you're right they, they started just sitting out there and just as soon as they got down all of a sudden it became we're just going to chuck threes and eventually they're they, but that's that mindset that they built in all year D'Antoni's built it into them that we're, we're going to start making at some point we're going to start making and it just didn't happen and, I see how many he missed, but Trevor Reza probably missed a dozen. And how many did Harden miss throughout the whole series? Harden wasn't great all season. Or, I mean, all series. It's going to look really silly now with Harden having such a average to below average uh, conference finals. And he's probably going to win the MVP. And it, the, the awards are going to come out, I don't know, do they come out during the finals or after the finals? I'm pretty sure it's during. Okay, so during the finals... They're going to come out, and we just watched LeBron, like, single-handedly just be this man-child uh, of a person. Like, what does he have, seven 40-point games in the playoffs? He has, like, just completely taken over the entire playoffs. And everybody is, like, Twitter is nonstop about, like, LeBron James is just so amazing. And now, a week from now, all of a sudden, James Harden's going to win MVP, and everybody's going to roll their eyes like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so does LeBron go to Houston next year? All right, can we talk about his game seven before we talk about that? Because sure, I don't know what to think about LeBron next year. Like, 
the crap that they put around. All right, anyways, his game seven was so awesome because I felt like it was awesome because it went in like three stages in my mind. He started off that first quarter like, all right, I'm going to step up. This is my team. This is my game seven. What does he won? Uh, six game sevens in a row. Uh, okay, I don't know. I think that's right, dating back to his Miami days. Six game sevens in a row. Um, so you know he was already coming out like, all right, I'm taking control of this thing. We are going to win this game. And he comes out and he, what, did he drop like 10 in the first quarter or something like that? Isn't that? Then he goes through like most of the second quarter and halfway into the third where he is just straight facilitating. Everybody else is getting involved. He's doing all the defensive stuff. He's... He's drawing doubles. He's kicking out. He's finding the right guy. He's making the right passes. And, like, I saw the stat while I was watching the game. Like, it started out where he scored 10 points and the rest of his team had scored, like, 5. Right. And then from that stretch on, the rest of the team scored, like, 30 and he scored, like, 5 or something like that. Like, he completely pulled himself away to make everybody else hit some shots, you know, that kind of thing and change up defensive systems. And, you know, it's, it's just such a cerebral thing with him. Like, I'm attacking, I'm attacking, I'm attacking, I'm going to take you out. So he knows then that Boston's going to come back with, like, all right, we got to find a way to scheme around him. Like, how do we double him? How do we get the ball in his hand? So then he willingly passes out. Guys made a few shots. Jeff Green had a nice game. You know, things like that. I think I think what he did, what he did too there, and he knows, is that he has to he, – he's figured out, too, how to take time – how to take time off. off for whenever you're ready. Thank you. you. split it up, I can totally do that. All right, cool. How to take time off all on the court. So he... Because he's so he, playing 48. So, and he knows that. He knows it's yeah. game seven. I ain't coming off the court. Yep. So he... So I think part of it, too, is that he learns, like, all right, I need to find areas of rest while I stay on the court. And so... And that's so where he, he facilitates. So, and, and he knows I go hard. And like you said, I go hard. Start drawing even more attention, even though anytime I'm on here, I'm getting the most attention mm-hmm. anyways. Start drawing more. That'll just then... And now I can... Not coast, but like do some things where I'm not going as hard as I can and like getting beat up in the lane, or I'm not getting like exhausted on every possession here, so I can take that and time save it while still making it because it was clear that he still had at least some energy left. Because coming to fourth quarter, then he just absolutely crushed, and it was it was one of those things where like you knew you were watching greatness, and it was. It was so fun to watch it, and you knew he was going to win. You knew he was going to do spectacular things, and it was just the block on Rosier was maybe the greatest thing I've ever seen. Made him look just—he just—he just big brother him. Well, and if, the more I, I've watched that highlight, probably twenty-five times at least. He just goats him into it. Well, and he, he, he oh, he, he he the steps you you watch him running, and he's sprinting, 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 and then you see the like couple short steps to time. And he's totally goading him in. Like, no, if he you're goes open. hard, you're open. if he goes hard and tries to cut him right. off, like it turns into some sort of little like layup attempt. He tries to do, he tries this, to do this and that. Yeah, maybe it's a foul, even whatever. But he totally waits, 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 and times it, and then just meets. And Rosier cocks it back like this is my moment in the sun, and just completely stonewalls him. But then the best part of the whole thing, he just stands there. Oh, just stares at him. The oh whole my way god! Down the just watched him the whole way down, and then uh, somebody got—I forget who got fouled. And they're shooting free throws down at the other end. He still was standing down there. He never even came down for the free throws. Nah, I got you, kid. Like, but just standing under the hoop and just that, that pose of, like, 
I'm so vastly superior to you. Like, do not come at me like that. This is my shit. I'm gonna win. It was just so, so, so. Incredible. Tatum got him though with that with that one too though. Like, Tatum got him and then he chest bumped him. And that's there was a lot of people on like Twitter and stuff that were like, oh, that woke up the lion and this and that. Like, man. You think LeBron James is so easily influenced that one little chest bump from he, some twenty-year-old kid is going to bother him? He didn't need a rookie dunking on him to like start going at going no. at the attack. Like you said, it was all a calculated plan. I'm going to go hard. Doing. I'm going to facilitate. I'm going to rest, and then I'm going to finish. Like he had that whole thing he planned out before doing. he stepped on the court. Oh yeah. Um, Speaking of the young kids like that, though, I did see it was kind of funny. Uh, I saw a tweet where you know, they showed LeBron after the game, and he's got ice on both legs, on his like crotch, on his elbow, right. like things like that. And then they show like all the young guys on the Cavs that are that are posing with like the the conference championship trophy and the hats, and they're oh, yeah. they're sneering and they're like, you know, it's just so funny. Like the guy who is the reason you're there is over there just exhausted. He's got nothing left in the tank. He's got ice all over his entire body. And here's you idiots like posing for Instagram photos and stuff like that. It was just way too funny. But man, that was just, that's one of those like Herculean efforts. Like I've used that word twice now, but um, that's what he does. It, it's one of those that it's going to be part of his like legacy, like, you know, Jordan flu game or, you know, this kind of thing. Like you're just going to remember that game because it was just, it, plus the fact that it's so obvious that how bad his team is around it. They're so bad. And of course, then what is what happens though is that Twitter blows up. Everybody's talking about how great LeBron is, and immediately uh, I saw who was it? I think Dana Wessel put it out on Twitter. Like, there's no like definitive like who's the worst kind of person on Twitter. But he said Jordan fans are up there because the amount of backlash from Jordan people so immediately ridiculous. like. Because, of course, everybody's like, oh, LeBron's the GOAT, LeBron's the GOAT, LeBron's the GOAT, whatever. And, I mean, the guy's going to his eighth straight finals. Like, there's reason to think why. And immediately there's all this backlash, like, nah, man, like, Mike, six for six, yeah, accuracy counts. Like, what? No. Like, can't they both be great? Like, like, it's so amazing how they'll go back and forth. And then you'll get the debates of, like, well, if they played one-on-one. What? You have no idea what would happen if they played one-on-one. I see, yeah, I seen that... Somebody talked about that. Well, it was like on whatever, uh, whatever they call the morning show now, Vice Up or something. Somebody asked, like, it was somebody talking to Jalen Rose. Oh, I can't keep track of all those shows anymore. Yeah, so they, like, have a little morning show about whatever. And they were like, oh, Jalen's like, well, no chance, you know, this. And he was, you know, first team all defense. Talking about Jordan, first team all defense and all this. In an era when nobody played defense. (laughs) Well, it's like... You can play all defense, all, all defense you want against, but like you didn't play defense against a guy who's faster and quicker than you, who also outweighs you by forty pounds. That's just it. LeBron's six eight two sixty or more or more. I mean, that's what he's listed at. He's probably like two seventy five, two eighty. And Jordan was what six six two twenty maybe. Yeah, yeah, you know, like there's such a dis. And LeBron can handle the ball. Like he can dribble. Like. From what I remember, now granted, I'm at the tail end of watching Jordan's prime when uh, when I was a kid. I don't recall Jordan being like that great of a ball handler. Well, and, yeah, he never had to do a lot like that. And I think, and I think you you even retweeted too of like um, 
they try and be like, well, he doesn't have the, the killer instinct, or and I think even Jalen Rose brought oh, that up. He's, yeah. He doesn't have the killer instinct, or he doesn't have the, the, the mentality of that. And then you were like, well, here's what he's done in games, or like closeout games. Not even closeout games, games, not even game sevens, it was closeout games. And he probably averages 30. I think I, I think I did the math on it too. It was, it was like he averaged like 38 and a half, 12 and nine, or something like that. Like, got it. He doesn't have it. It's just so dumb. Like, you can like Jordan all you want. That's fine. You can be nostalgic for him, and he's got the mystique and this and that. But, like, if you're really, like, watching LeBron play and being like, eh, it's, it's okay. A, yeah, and, and, he, and it's, a, it's a fine debate. People can debate who's better. The worst, though, is, like, you, you can take that argument, and, and somebody took that argument and then basically tried to morph it then, too, because they were like... Why can't you appreciate greatness, you know, in itself? Right. But who said that was Kobe Bryant, who basically tried who to throw his hand in the in. ring. All right, I, I saw the screen. I no, retweeted it. No, nobody said you're involved, It was buddy. so funny to me because he had the right idea. You're good, you're good too, but you're not – nobody's I, talking about nobody's, – nobody's even questioning that of you're all the you're stuff them. that came out of this, like, whole – LeBron's the goat, LeBron, Jordan, this and that. My favorite was Kobe Street, just because it started exactly the way it, like it you should can appreciate start. Greatness just on appreciate its greatness. Own. Like, like it doesn't have to be this person, this person. It doesn't have to be a yeah, but situation. Like, it can just be appreciate what you're seeing. This guy is amazing. Then it was like, yeah. and then he's like, appreciate so MJ whatever six, you want, like, like my five, my five, MJ six, LeBron Strive, or he didn't even give LeBron a number. Like, whatever he was like, it was, yeah. But it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on. Nobody was debating if you are in this conversation. Hey, get the hell out of here. Hey, get out of here, third-party candidate. Yeah, no, nobody's sitting here going like, yeah, LeBron's good, but you know who's better? Kobe. <laughs> There's like four people out there that that go with that. and Those people are idiots. But yeah, the Jordan people like show themselves to be like true idiots yeah, on Twitter at least. I mean, you can still believe in Jordan. That's fine. But like the, the approach they brought of uh, the reasons they brought for it and things like that was just, you know, he's dragging this team to the finals. And they're like, well, what's his record in the finals? Like, well, yeah, it's not good. But he's been to eight straight, nine overall in his career. Like the only people who have been to more finals are you had to play on the 1960 Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. You had to play on that team or you have not played anymore. Right. Uh, like he's got the third most – uh, what was the stat I said the other day? If you take franchise finals appearances, yeah, LeBron third. is third. It was like, one, it was it's like Celtics, Lakers, or Lakers, Celtics, whatever it is. And then LeBron, and LeBron is third ahead of every other franchise on his own. He was like, tied with like two others. I was like at, Sixers at or something like that and somebody else, yeah. But it's just so wild. Like, you really are going to sit here and like worry so much about like, well, Jordan was six for six. Like, LeBron loses in finals. Yeah, he loses in finals. So what? Like, he's been to eight straight. Like, it's funny, like, oh, what was the stat I saw the other day, too? They showed Jordan's, like, winning percentage when he didn't have Scottie Pippen on his team, whether Pippen was hurt or not drafted yet or whatever like that. And his overall winning percentage is, like, six games over 500. That's it. Like, weird, you got a Hall of Famer to play with you for eight years. Right. You got Dennis Rodman for a few of those years. You know, even guys like, you know, those, you know, spot-up shooters, Steve Kerr, John Paxson kind of guys. Like, and then people are like, well, he played with Luke Longley and, you know, Bill Cartwright. Okay. Okay, so one of his starting five was well, below well, average. Well, and, and somebody that is like a consensus, like top five coach ever. Yeah, exactly. And then you have uh, LeBron who's had like Mike Brown and Eric Spilestra and Tyrone. And, and then, like, look at right now, like, the second best player they have is Love. He's out half the time, anyways. And Kevin Love is nowhere near Scotty Pippen. He's had good teammates, of course. You know, he, he's went, had when, some, he was he in, when he was in Miami. You can't. Well, I love, yeah, that, that was my other one I loved. They're like, oh, that. he needed to go ahead and make this super team. And it's like, well, is is 
LeBron, Wade, and Bosch that much more of a quote-unquote super team than Pippen, Jordan, Rodman? Like, if the difference is that you, like, for the most part, you drafted those guys, Rodman signed as a free agent, whatever. Right. But, like, those are three Hall of Famers that played together. Yeah. Like, probably all three of those guys are going to be Hall of Famers. Bosch is probably a 50-50. And, and so, yeah, Bosch... A lot better on offense. Doesn't right. do much on defense. So maybe, Rodman a lot better on defense. Doesn't do much on offense. Exactly. Basically the same guy, just in reverse. Like, it's just it's amazing to me, like how adamant people are to not accept it. But I remember being in like high school watching Jordan play. How much people did the same thing to Jordan though. In his prime, people did the same thing. He's not as good as Magic. He's not as good right. as Bird. He's not this. Like the Bulls are this and that. Like it was this whole debate of like. Uh, like oh, you, they, like you, you actively find a way to discount the current guy. Yeah, you can. So like we'll, we'll you can't be, enjoy the moment. You know, ten years from now we'll have somebody else. Oh yeah. You know, maybe it's a guy like that's already in the league, Ben Simmons or somebody like that. Maybe it's somebody we haven't seen yet. Maybe it's uh, Zion. Uh, what's the kid going to do? Ronnie James. <laughs> or Ronnie James. Yeah. You know, in ten years we're gonna have somebody else that's like this. Where we're like, oh man, or maybe fifteen years, whatever it'll be. And this and that, and everybody's gonna like glorify LeBron and be like, man, he was incredible. This new dude ain't got nothing on him. And it's just, it's that recency bias where it's like you just cannot accept the fact that you're watching greatness. Like just enjoy it. Yeah, have fun. Realize like it doesn't matter if he's not the best player; he's the second best player. Like you're not arguing a third option. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So you're just, watching one of the two basketball best basketball players of all time. Just be like, this is awesome. I like it. So we're gonna pull in some other guys, or at least one or. Yeah, we need others. we need we'll more get, opinions we'll get, on. We we'll get more opinions on that. We can kind of preview the finals um, and whether LeBron can keep being well, LeBron. Um, see what else happens. Just uh, you guys out there. Uh, well, well, you guys won't hear this until then, but we'll pull them in soon. Yep. We'll Enjoy have a great. Enjoy greatness, though. Um, if you see LeBron, watch him. If you uh, if you see the Angels on prime time, watch Mike Trout. Mike Trout's incredible. He's uh, he's the best ball- baseball player since Barry Bonds. That's correct. So watch him. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back with the second segment with some guests uh, soon. Yeah. All right. Take care. technology press the green button adam i'm here man hey hey you figured out how to do it hey we're there all right well we're back here another segment we've got our first guest not our first non-brother the three brothers here mr stormy daniels himself matt the regular guy lars take it away Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, thanks for the uh, invite tonight. I feel honored and uh, blessed to be here with you guys. Uh, I know the third brother is uh, recovering from a uh, little surgery, so shout out to Reed. Get better soon. But uh, looking forward to having some good discussions here tonight on the uh, finals coming up. Yeah, man, this is historic. First ever guest speaker. Great. Great to have you. <laughs> So we'll uh, 
we'll kind of jump right in. I'm we're watching. Well, I'm watching the end of the game two Stanley Cup. Uh, Lars, any thoughts on hockey? Uh, you know, I'm not a big hockey guy. Um, you know, of course, I watch it when the Wild are involved, but uh, since they were bounced uh, early, as usual, um, I kind of lose interest. But uh, you can't uh, can't debate you, that uh, what the Vegas Knights are doing is pretty incredible. It is. And uh, so, who do, do you want them to win, or you want the Capitals? Adam's going Caps. I am going Caps. I know what the hell, man. Go with the, go with the Vegas Knights, man. Go, go with the underdog. Go with the go with the uh, you know the brand new franchise. You can't, yeah. can't yeah. you got to go with it. It's the most fun, most improbable. They started off with five hundred to one. You don't want them to win. I guess you laid the money down. That's true. <laughs> well, everybody wants them to win, though. It's just fun. Vegas is taking a bath if they win, too. By the way. I've seen some of those places, or at least I've heard of it happening, you know, once or twice, but they were trying to buy them out even before they won the West. Yeah, no, they, they started putting up, uh, I was listening to, a, it's called Bet the Board podcast, and uh, they talked about how they were offering um, some crazy other bets, like pretty low uh, odds on teams that they would normally place at higher odds, uh, just to try to get some more money in to try to recoup the fact that if Vegas wins, they are going in the red. Well, if they win, they're not going to go in the red? Right, yeah. That's what you're saying, right, Adam? If they win, because enough people got them at 500 to 1 or something crazy? Even if they didn't get them at 500 to 1, they got them at, like, you know, right. 300, 250, 200, things like that. Like, I mean, yeah, just a big Regardless, game. they're taking big hits. Interesting. Oh, for sure, but no one else saw this coming either, right? Who would expect a, uh, an, uh, a franchise that year one is going to be in the, the uh, Stanley Cup Finals? Nobody saw this coming. Right, and the worst thing that could happen for Vegas is that the, the first ever franchise to win a Stanley Cup is based in Vegas, so they're getting all the bets in. All right, well, who really cares? Uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I couldn't care less. It's still hockey. I don't know. Who cares? I'll tell you what, until, uh, up until the Raiders moved there in, what, 2019 or 2020, uh, I think once the Raiders come there, the Vegas Knights will be, uh, you know, secondary in that market anyway. Yeah, maybe third after, like, uh, what year did they go? I think it's 2020. Okay. Two more years. Two more years. So, yeah, I did hear that basically Vegas is – or the, the Golden Knights, that is. They're, they're just trying to milk it for all they can, which makes sense. But, yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah. You got to get all you can now before the Raiders take over. The Raiders will take over. Eventually, there will be an NBA franchise there, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know about that, but who knows. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the NBA will go to Vegas. It'll be it's remain, I don't know. I think they'll go to Seattle first before they would go to Vegas. They'll go to Seattle first, but they're going to do – they got to do two. They can't do one and then – they're not going to do what NHL did and do one and one. They're going to do two. Seattle's going to get one, but Adam Silver seems very on board with uh, the whole legalized sports gambling thing. So, they're probably going to go like – it wouldn't shock me if they go Seattle and Vegas. Do you think they add, though, or do you think somebody moves to Seattle? You can't just keep adding teams. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, at this point, I would guess add, but – I don't know. Like, who would you move? The Kings for one. Who? Sacramento. Oh, yeah. And Is Memphis then... up for a move again? I was going to say Memphis would be my number one to go. Yeah, that seems pretty likely. Um, 
But at some point, you got to quit moving. Charlotte? That, that'd be their third move in, like, 15 years. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they, what, they haven't been in real powerhouse cities of, uh, what, Vancouver and Memphis? Oh, yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, that's bad play, planning by the NBA. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, maybe Seattle, probably Seattle and, I mean, probably then I mean, Vegas. they owe it to Seattle. Do they? I mean, what did they do wrong to lose their franchise? They they had, like, sellout crowds. It's not like they had, like, bad attendance. They have a good, like, uh, NBA, like, uh, feet, not feeder system, but, like, they have a lot. Like, basketball is a big sport in Seattle, you know, that kind of thing. I, they just ripped them away money for money reasons to move to freaking Oklahoma City. Why doesn't San Diego get a team then? Uh, fair question. Well, it doesn't know. it all come down to, you know, what, what the city was going to do for the franchise, right? Isn't it always what it comes down to is build me a stadium where we leave, build me oh, a new arena where we leave? It's all about money. That's right, Lars. So that's all it's going to take. I mean, somebody that will have, you know, even the Wolves, I mean, what are they pour a hundred and fifty million into the target center last year? Yeah, put my up. Well, and let's let's not forget how close the Wolves were to moving to New Orleans. Remember, uh, it took David Stern to jump in and put a kibosh on that when Harvin Marv wanted to sell. Harvin Marv. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, so let's uh, speaking of the NBA, let's get let's get into it. Tomorrow's Game One, NBA Finals. Year four in a row, Cavs Warriors. Um, uh, Which is awesome. Kind of. I don't know. People are is either awesome or people are getting tired of it. I mean, you're really gonna get tired of greatness. You're gonna get tired of like the best teams playing against each other. You really wanted, you know, Celtics Rockets, really. Well, no. I mean, not this Celtics team, but I would take the Rockets. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but, like, hasn't everybody basically declared that the Warriors are, like, the best, uh, most complete, most talented team put together uh, maybe ever, that kind of thing? Like, why would you not want to see them in the finals? Because it's boring. What? You're just rewarding these guys, mostly like Kevin Durant, for proving that he can't do anything on his own, so he's got to go join some other superstars and stuff like that. I still like that theory. He's a baby. That's that's the NBA. Uh, you're rewarding CP3 for joining James Harden. You're rewarding two guys uh, oh, instead of three, four. Yeah, that, half, half, half the Golden State Warriors is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, right? <laughs> I don't. I mean, what they they could basically just start their team as as the Western Conference All Stars and take on you know, the rest of the league and be pretty decent. I mean, it's not the same. This is going to be a little off base, but because uh, neither of these guys are playing, but like the Celtics, it just all of a sudden had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward join together. You have CP3 and uh, Harden join together. You have Durant join the Warriors. I mean, this all started with LeBron joining with Wade and Bosch. Like, this ain't new. Like, it's not rewarding. It's just the new state of the league. But you just talk well, I just about, think like, it's bad for the league. I think as an NBA fan, uh, it just gets boring after a while to watch the same two teams four years in a row. There's no, uh, there's no parity. Um, to now, granted, as I was watching ESPN earlier today, the big thing, and even LeBron said it in his press conference, 
if you don't want if you don't want us in the finals and beat us, I get that. But still, it's for me as a as a basketball fan. I honestly don't know how much of, this, of these games I'm going to watch just because it's. I know it's going to be LeBron versus, you know, the Warriors. Because let's face it, LeBron coaches that team. He's the GM of the team. He calls the shots. And I just, I, I just don't see how uh, anybody can get, I mean, unless you're in Cleveland or Oakland, uh, can get uh, so pumped up about this series when uh, it's just about back and forth. You know, again, LeBron versus the versus the Warriors, and I just, uh, you know, you look back at uh, look back at Jordan's days, you know, back in the '90s, uh, you know, when when he was playing, uh, they were winning championships against multiple teams, right? I mean, it was it was the Blazers, it was the Jazz, was, you know, the whole thing was who could who could dethrone Michael, right? I mean, we don't really have that now. We don't really have that kind of. Uh, you know, we could have had it. I mean, it would have been nice to see Houston not go over 25 from three-point land in the second half of the game last night or a couple nights ago. But and, and maybe try to get in and, and, and play, uh, you know, play LeBron. And but I don't know. For me, I just, I just don't. Uh, it just like I said, it just kind of bores me. And, and again, I, I know they're two great teams, and you know, LeBron is arguably the greatest of all time. We've all heard those arguments, and um, I just. I don't know. It's just, it's just boring. Any other sport, I think we'd be, you know, if it was, you know, always the Yankees and the Dodgers, or if it was always, you know, um, you know, I don't know what a good, you know, if it was always the Patriots and the, uh, I don't know, name name another and a good NFC team. You know what I'm saying? I think it would just be boring. It's all whole hum. Another another championship with the same two teams again. Yeah, I think you might see that too. I mean, obviously, we'll tell like what the rating, what the TV ratings end up looking like. Um, it's it's not good for the league though too of what the the Warriors at something like minus six fifty to win the series, um, and the the Cavs are at like plus a thousand. I mean, it's it, basically you know it's going to happen already. You know the narrative. You know kind of everything about it. Like that's why you know I think I think a lot of people get bored with it. There's not a there's not a new storyline here either. It's not like, well, it's, it's LeBron's got this now, or he's got that now, or the Warriors are without this, or they've done something different. Nothing, nothing's really changed. It's LeBron it's, versus the Warriors, and good luck. It's not a new storyline by any means, obviously. I think there might be a little bit more intrigue this year just because of the fact that, like, it's it's reminiscent of like when Iverson dragged the uh, what was that O one Sixers into the finals against the Lakers and he had Kobe and Shaq and this and that. So like, how much can he do? How far can he take them? Can he make it a series? Even like, I think I've seen most uh, experts picking like the you know the Warriors in five, whatever. Um, so can LeBron even further cement his legacy by making this even a series, let alone winning it? Um, but this isn't new. Like, everybody's like, oh, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that. Uh, what was the stat I saw the other day that, like, in the last 20 years, either – oh, I'm going to box this now all of a sudden. Um, but it's either, like, uh, Kobe, LeBron, or Duncan has been in 19 of the last 20 finals. Yeah, I mean – that's and, if great, that's crazy. Back, and if you extend it back, you can go all the way back to 1980. And if you include Magic Johnson, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Michael Jordan to add to LeBron, Kobe, and Duncan, 
one of those six has been in like 26 of the last 30 finals. So this isn't like all of a sudden brand new that we have like dominant teams, dominant players, whatever. Like the NBA is not about parity like the way the NFL is. Yeah, I get, no, what, I get what you're saying, but I agree. Still doesn't make but it fun. We, I mean, don't you agree too that back in the, the 80s and the early 90s, that's what made the NBA fun, man. You had the Lakers and Celtics going at it. You had, you know, Pistons, uh, you know, Pistons, Lakers, Pistons, Celtics. You had all, all these great rivalries, and now it's kind of like, oh, LeBron and the Warriors will be in the finals again. Well, yeah, but why, why is that a great rivalry and this isn't? I mean, it, it hasn't. They they had one year that was that it was good in there, but like, they they haven't really traded blows or anything, you know. Like, and especially That's with this fair. one now, it's, it's been getting worse as they've gone on. It, it'd be one thing if like you know they're kind of figuring each other out and figuring out ways to beat the other or whatever, but like you're getting worse and worse where the odds on now are that the that the Warriors are just gonna sweep the series, like. It's gotta, it's gotta be getting closer and like getting, you know, more personal. And this guy hates that guy. You know, that's what you had back. You know, when you're talking about I, uh, Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, and Pistons versus whoever, and Bulls versus whoever. I, I mean, stuff is maybe so that's how the league went. They but. have to hate each other. They have to like fight each other. They have to not like each other. Like it's not a rivalry. Like one team just dabs the other and other. gets mopped up. No, that's fair. That's fair. Like, yeah, the problem is, is that. The basically the Warriors more or less should have won three in a row. I mean, they were the only one of the three they lost. They were up three one, and LeBron just completely took over. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. I I mean, I don't think you call this even a rivalry, even though it's the fourth year in a row. Because I just, I mean, there's not. I don't even think that these teams aren't. They're like, yeah, we get to go against them again. This will be fun, guys, and we can all. Oh, Hang out later and go to go to Nobu after and freaking, you know, post on each other. <laughs> Maybe we can all share the banana boat this year and, you know, we can. But by that it. measure, is there even such thing as a rivalry anymore? I mean, not not a ton in, in the NBA, but you got some teams that at least like, you know, hard foul. I guarantee nobody gets a hard foul in the whole series. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, you don't think so? No. I, I think – because uh, who would be Dr- Draymond will be guarding LeBron, right? Uh, some I think they'll put Durant on him a little more. They'll have Draymond. Um, if he comes back, they'll put Iguodala on him. Um, hey, real quick about I, I, I guarantee LeBron goes to the floor hard in one of these games. <laughs> what was that? I guarantee LeBron goes to the floor hard in one of these games. I don't. I don't know if he does. I think they like respect him too much and. I mean, they didn't they didn't hammer Harden ever, did they? No. Nobody on the Rockets ever got you know clobbered. No. They I might go don't. with the theory that you get you you give LeBron like thirty to forty points and you shut everybody else down and you win the game. I think if anyone gets it, it's like uh, Tristan Thompson going after Draymond or something like that. Maybe maybe Man, he stands in the middle. We know it's Jr. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say, he it's, doesn't it's do anything. Let's be honest, That's gonna be him. He'll he'll like push somebody at the end of the game. But I think if somebody's actually like legitimately follow following somebody hard, I think I'm I'm going Tristan just in the lane, just pushing somebody over. Yeah, actually, me. I like that call a lot because I don't know who else it would be. Because like, 
like Larry Nance Jr. just works his ass off inside and you know does all the dirty work, but he doesn't do anything dirty. Um, won't be Kyle Corver. <laughs> it won't be it okay. Love Hill. <laughs> it won't be Kevin Love knuckle push up in. Man, no, who knows what his status is for tomorrow? I don't know. Has he been cleared? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's got to see his gynecologist before the game and find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, his health, I guess, is going gonna, is gonna to depend on, you know, I mean, missing him isn't uh, no picnic for the Cavs. I mean, having him out is, uh, you know, it takes, uh, it's going to take a big game for, for Thompson and, um, you know, Nance Jr. to step up in his absence. Well, that's kind of been the, the narrative, too, of what this is for the fourth year in a row. This is, what, maybe the third year that they're without one of their all-stars or both? Yeah. yeah two years, that's ago, two years right. ago, they were down Kyrie. Of, um, so it's like, I mean, without having, you know, it's basically been that every time. Or, you know, the Warriors go against somebody that, you know, they've lost their – Stud guy or whatever it is. So, if anybody on their team, not even steps up, is like a little bit too cliche. But like, if anybody else just has a good game, like Jeff Green had a good game in Game Seven against the Celtics. Like, you know, if if Larry Nance has a good game, like something like that, like this thing could get flipped really quick. I don't know, man. You need more than just LeBron and somebody being even. But do you good? Yeah. Have you watched it? You got to have somebody else that's going to catch fire too. He so LeBron got past the barely got past the Celtics because they in seven games because the Celtics went cold like the Rockets did, but he averaged something like what like forty one eight nine or something. So along those lines. So he's got to go like forty five twelve and ten for the series. And are you going to doubt him? No, I'm not saying he can't do that, but I'm just saying if he does, so if he does that, then they have to have at least one more guy every game go 22 plus. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. So if it's it's not going to be love, then who's it going to be? Right. I mean, the pressure on LeBron is is so immense this series. Like, like I don't think the pressure really has it. Well, not pressure necessarily, but like. If they're going to win, he has to oh, he average absurd numbers. Oh, he knows that. Oh, of course he does. But I think. Well, here, here's a question for you, fellas. Who, who has, out of these two teams, who, who has the most to lose? Oh, the, the Warriors for sure, by yeah. far. Yeah, I was going to say, right? I mean, LeBron's playing with house money, right? Yeah, that's just it. No, like, and you can tell from the odds and everything, nobody expects him. Uh, them to do anything i mean they basically give them no chance it's like you know can they even win two games let alone four? Oh, uh yeah like the over under like the over under is about five games right. um i think have the plus 600 for the series like it's crazy well and why they'll give them what it'll i would bet that it goes five almost for sure even oh yeah there's that, no way this is a sweep well only that gives the warriors an extra home game so that's an extra you know, whatever it is, two or three million dollars for them of having a home game. Oh, and let's not forget the uh, extra, you know, ten million dollars per thirty-second commercial. Uh, Adam Silver gets the charge. Right, that's just it. So the oh, league gets and, it. And the Golden NBA is State not afraid to rake it, or Oakland as a city, or whatever you call it. So 
Yeah, uh, I'll definitely take that. It goes five. Um, five for sure. I, I would honestly bet it goes six. I don't think the NBA lets it go less than that. Like, they're they're prone to uh, sketchy instances happening. So you think it goes something – when do you think Draymond gets his first technical? Okay, so that was going to be my question I was trying to ask earlier. <laughs> How many – is it six that gets you suspended or five? Mm, I don't know. Lars, you know? Because he has four. How many he has during the playoffs? He has four in the playoffs right now. Is it five and then you get a suspension? It's either five or six. I don't remember. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Because if it's five, he gets he gets teed up game one or two guaranteed. Well, I'll say I'll say by by halftime of tomorrow night he'll have his first one of the season. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, think uh... even if it's six, he gets teed up in either games one or two, just so that that's a storyline. Do they have that as like a? Is that a different rule for the playoffs? Yeah, it's it's a total number just for the playoffs. Like, I I, I really think it's six. Uh, that like if you get six technical fouls in the playoffs, you get suspended for a game. Interesting. So I I wouldn't it's, shock uh, him if he gets one. Like so, it's and he has how many? It's six. He has four. Yeah, so it's six. Well, wait a second. If it's six, that doesn't make sense because then you'd be ejected for three games, or you would get tossed out of the game anyway, wouldn't you? Six total. Oh, no, over the course of the whole game, I mean, they played three series. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, no, I, it wouldn't shock me if he gets one in games one or two just so that that hangs as, like, a cloud and it's a talking point. It's one of those kind of things of, uh, like, oh, you know, what happens if Draymond gets another one in game three and then he's out game four and all of a sudden the series is 2-2, two, two, you know, one of those kind of things. Well, I think I think the Warriors are going to have to play a head game with LeBron, right? They're going to have to. And that's why I was saying earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if they – you know, LeBron comes down hard in the lane and, and he finds himself on his ass because the Warriors are going to send a message saying, hey, look, Cleveland, we know this is all you got. And if he's gone or if, you know, if we're going to send him a message and he's not going to want to come down here and bang around with, you know, KD and Draymond and, you know, get his shit swatted or whatever. But um, I think the mental game with LeBron is going to be just as big as his actual physical game. I think normally I would agree with you, except for the fact that I think LeBron is stronger mentally than all the rest of these guys. And also stronger physically than the rest of these guys. I mean, did you see uh, what was Marquise Morris try to hang on his back in Game Seven? Yeah, and he still made the shot. <laughs> yeah, took him for a ride and won. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I just shoot him off his back. <laughs> like as big of a dude as Draymond Green is, LeBron's six eight, like two, well, listed two sixty, probably two seventy five, whatever. Like. You can come hard at them all you want, but they got a lot of little-ass dudes on Golden State. Like, what is, is Kevin Durant's non-bench-pressing ass going to follow him? Oh, yeah. Not a chance. No. I mean, he, he probably follows him all the time, and LeBron's like, I didn't even feel that thing. Yeah, that's the thing is they can come at him all they want, but they got a bunch of little, like, flies. Yeah, like, those... you're gonna, he's just going to swat them off like mass, and it's going to be a lot of and-ones if they try that. Like, they don't got the – the, the dudes to come at a guy that big. I mean, they got some dudes that are kind of big, though, too. They got Draymond. Uh, they got Draymond ain't of, that big. But, I mean, not nobody's as big as him, but Kevin Looney's not a small guy. Uh, Jordan Bell played a lot. He's not a small guy. Um, I mean, if they really want to, they can throw, you know, JaVale McGee and uh, Zsa Zsa at him or something. 
Oh, I forgot about Javel. That's actually the perfect kind of guy to goon it up. Oh, they got Shaja. No, Javel. No, Zyra. Oh, that's true. Yeah, those dudes are worthless. Worthless, but like in a series like this, maybe worthwhile because Javel's just the kind of crazy that'll actually go at LeBron. Uh, he's never. I, I bet you he doesn't get more than. 15 minutes of playing time only and and nothing outside of the last three minutes of any game i think it depends on how the series goes like let's just say cleveland steals one in golden state okay and then you know they probably win that first game back in cleveland so let's just in this random hypothetical say cleveland's up 2-1 going into game four you're telling me it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that Steve Kerr sends Javel out to get LeBron in game four. Nah, Steve Kerr's not a coach like that. He won't. No, he won't no, 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 no. That's, yep, I agree. He's not that type of guy. Like, you see, like, he, he doesn't he doesn't play those kind of games. Like, he's not a petty dude like that. And and I think even playing from, like, from playing with Jordan and stuff, like, he respects, like, the stars, of course, because he has to kind of protect his own too. So he knows if he does something like that, like the Cavs are going to be like, hey, we got, you know. Cavs got plenty uh, of dudes to come at you. <laughs> Zizek and some of these <laughs> other random foreigners and other they things. Need that are gonna... they're whole... They can send anyone at him. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Like they're going to like, then I think Ty, if, if they did something like that, Ty Lue would be like, hey, go out there and go flying like karate kid two feet at the chest of at the little bird chest of Kevin Durant and like you assume like next Ty Lue has any idea what he's doing I think he can get, find guys to go fight he might be oh, a for sure. coach of all. he might he might not know you know how to coach basketball but he could be like hey You're basketball hey you dummy go out there and uh put your fist through Steph Curry's <laughs> chest and, that's the thing they got all bunch know. of little ass dudes the Warriors. Speaking, yeah. speaking of the Cavs, whoa, why is Kendrick Perkins not playing? What's up with him? <laughs> I think he's like a coach. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was on their roster, I'll be honest. Well, I didn't know he's on the roster until he started fighting with Drake on the Toronto series. <laughs> that was yeah, really okay. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody knows. Why why did they even sign him? What does he what does he bring their team? Yeah. Sounds, like a, sounds like sounds like the veterans. Uh, I mean, sounds like he's dude, that that there's the guy that they send out there too. Like that dude, if he gets like you know a little somebody gets a push in the back, that 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 dude will be dressed and starting the next game. Be like, hey, let's go. <laughs> Whoever takes a tip, he ain't even going for it. He's going straight to the rib cage. <laughs> that, that's a hundred percent. Just takes the tossing, and it's like, all right, guys, I guess we're down two nothing. I'm out of here. It was fun. Oh <laughs> uh, man, but yeah, we'll so, see. Um, I don't know. Warriors in five. Marzi? Warriors in six. In six. Oh, gross. All right. Well, say say either one or whatever that happens. Lars, what do you got? What do you got? LeBron doing next year then? Next year? Well. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I think I, either way, I think he's he's out uh, of Cleveland. Um, I think he wants to try to become the first. You know, granted, if uh, uh, you know, even if they win the title, whatever. 
but I think he wants to try to be the uh, first player to win, you know, three championships with three different teams. Um, so obviously, I think staying in Cleveland, he wouldn't do that again um, after this year. Um, I can see Philadelphia. Um, obviously, I, I know you guys are going to laugh, but possibly my Clippers. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, he wants to be. He wants to be out in LA. He wants to be near. He wants to be near Hollywood. He wants to be near where where the action is. He has his movie company out there. He's got all his other stuff going on out there. Um, what do they have to offer him that like or, that's or better Lakers, than the Lakers or, or, or the Lakers or the Lakers, but um, or the Rockets? So I think it's really he's going to go. He's going to go where he thinks he can have the best chance to be that to get that third ring with the third team. Because um, I know it's not going to be in Cleveland after this year. I'm going to piggyback off this. Uh, a somehow miraculously win. I think he stays. I don't think well, he's no bailed. shit. He ain't leaving if they win. Yeah, he ain't bailing if they win a ring. Assuming they lose, I think he's out. But I think he knows that, like Lars is saying, if he wants to get that next ring, it ain't happening by like him and Paul George joining the Lakers. That team's like a four seed in the West. Uh, it ain't joining the Rockets. He's already caught so much heat for that. I, I could see Philly. I don't know, something like that. Like, I think he stays out East just because the East is so guarded that he guaranteed pretty much to at least be in the finals, potentially NBA finals. Um, I just him going out So, make a prediction. Each of you. Oh. Where do you got them? What do you got them doing? Um, I'm going to go Philly. I, you got Philly? Sure. All right. I will say um, he, uh, and Q, you just mentioned it, uh, or Tate, you mentioned it. You mentioned the Paul George factor. Um, I, I can see, I can really honestly see, uh, him going to the Lakers. I really can. Lakers have, right have a ton of space. What's that? I think, the, I think the Lakers will have the most salary cap of any team. And yeah, if Paul think, George goes there. They can afford to get both um, I think we will listen to that. But like after the year Paul George had it, are you really that excited about a LeBron Paul George combo? It was pretty good. Well, okay. and outside, yeah, you know, and of course you got, uh, you know, you got Bar out, uh, Ball or whatever his name is, right? I mean, <laughs> that dude sucks. <laughs> oh come on! Obviously, you never watched his uh, dad's Facebook uh, show. So. You're uh, third best player, Kyle fucking Kuzma. Could be. Well, what pick do they have then? Too are they like? Uh, I don't know. Five, five or something like that. I know well, that might. Get... That sounds right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's top ten for sure. Yeah, I think they're like five or six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. So they might get a Here's an interesting uh, interesting thing to think about, fellas. What would you uh, – any chance that uh, LeBron go to Boston? No. Zero. Zero? I don't know. I don't think they can afford him either. That's my thing, yeah, right there is that they can't afford him. Um, I mean, can you, can you imagine uh, LeBron and – Hayward and Kyrie. It would be, I mean, it would be in a, a nice trio, and they would be like very, very, very 
uh, formidable and like probably like odds on favorites and things like that, but uh, there's no way they can afford that. Right. So they just signed Hayward. Did they sign Kyrie too? I, I think, think he actually Kyrie. Yeah, I think he actually only has next year left. So um, yeah, because that was the whole thing when he was going to get traded is that uh, people wanted assurances that he was going to resign because uh, the Wolves were on that list. Yeah, so maybe Kyrie leaves after next year and comes to Minnesota. That would be fantastic. We can finally get rid of Matthias. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man, what a glue guy, though. You can't get rid of a locker room guy like that. Hey, man, Jeff Teague's <laughs> only got one more year. Ugh. Let's not talk about the Wolves. I think, um, I think the Wolves are a whole another hour or half-hour podcast. We, yeah. we need a, a whole podcast on the Wolves because, holy cow, it's got some uh, things to figure out, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Here's mine, though. I think uh, – Hey, where do you got LeBron going? Yeah, he goes to the Rockets. Really? I thought you were going to the Knicks. God, no. He's not that dumb. Really? Their team's worse than his team right now. Their team's worse than his team right now. He doesn't need to. Like, and he, right. he doesn't need to go to L.A. either. Like, he's, he's the game's biggest star, and everybody knows it. And, like, he already has, you know, the lifetime Nike contract. Everybody knows him across the whole world. He's huge in China and Asia. Um, and he's out of Cleveland. That's just it, yes. I, I, yeah. He can't really get that much. Like, he doesn't need to and really can't get much bigger. And, like, if he, if he does, he's not getting – he can get any, like – he could promote anything right now or anybody that, you know, wants to try to – like, he can – he gets his pick of the litter of anything really right now. He already has – what, like a $30 million house in LA that he probably just goes and hangs out at it on occasion. Um, I think, yeah, I think Doc Rivers runs from him. Well, yeah, hey, if, if, if Doc can, uh, can lock him in a, lock him in a house and, uh, you know, put a, put a chair <laughs> against the door like they did DeAndre, then you never know. <laughs> but, uh, when it's going to be, you really um, think he goes west, huh? Yeah, I think I think he saw. I think he'll. Like he wants you know, the challenge, and I think he saw. You know how close they were. I mean, shoot. You know, it's one thing Steve Kerr claims if Iguodala went plays, they win in five. I don't think that's true, but definitely not. With true. but with him out, then if Chris Paul wins, I think the Rockets win that game even too. So, so even you know, I think they're darn close. And he's like, uh, you know, I'll I'll take them out right now and. You know, play with. I mean, him and CP are like you know as close as it gets. Yeah, they're 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 boys, and they actually have the money, which is scary. Right, they'd probably they'd lose Capella, I think, but yep, uh, they would. He's like a restricted free agent or something like that. But yep, they're. Uh, I mean, well, that would be good news for the Wolves. Uh, we can say goodbye to Corgi then and bring Capella in. Dude, the Wolves can make no moves. We have no <laughs> flexibility. Cuffed. Yeah, I like the Houston. I like the Houston prediction. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, I think he goes there. I think, and you know, they've got they've you know got it set up for basically they don't. I mean, Harden kind of does it, but they don't. You know, they got a bunch of shooters set up, so he can he can still play the game that he plays, and their team is basically set because they're just going to have a bunch of guys standing around the three point line anyway. So as they collect no, on makes, LeBron, yeah. Yeah, fit wise, it makes a lot of sense too. I guess uh, my Sixers pick is based just purely on fun. 
Well, yeah, we'll see how many Twitter accounts try to like uh, entice him to come there or tell okay. him that. Okay, you want to uh, bring that up quick or no? Yeah, we could talk through it. We're talking NBA. Why not? All right. Well, so real quick, before you bring it up, I just want to say like how fun would it be to have LeBron, Benson, and like that kind of thing. Like that team would be a lot of fun and would like clearly dominate the East. Or just be in a battle with the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Here's a question for you, real quick though: Why does anybody guard Ben Simmons past 15 feet from you the mean basket? Rajon Rondo Jr. Uh, yeah, like smaller <laughs> Ben Wallace. God, he can't shoot, and he neither can Markel Fultz. Well, yeah, he might have like a broken oh, ego and shoulder, and who knows what. You can't keep drafting dudes that can't shoot. Neither can Lonzo Ball. <laughs> that, can, that dude's garbage. Great one-two picks there as uh, the Celtics are just uh, lapping up having Jason Tatum. Yeah, they have Jason Tatum. It has these two guys struggle to even, like, shoot a ball like a normal human. Gross. All right, the Sixers. Uh, Brian Colangelo, what do you think? I was going to say, are you going to set it up or you want me to? I mean, yeah, the people know the deal out there. Brian Colangelo apparently had like five burner accounts, maybe more. He claims he didn't claims he didn't know of most of them, or uh, he's at least admitted to like what one or two of them. Um, but here's the crazy part to me about that whole story. So like they they figured out through an anonymous source, which right now the rumor is that the anonymous source was Sam Hankey, and if that's the case, it's really funny. I didn't hear that. I don't think that's true. I don't think he knows. Uh, uh, the reason they got the anonymous source was it was a kid from Harvard, I want to say, that okay. approached the ringer about like this like use of multiple accounts because of a class he took at Harvard about the misuse of social media taught by Sam Mark Zuckerberg. Sam did so. Yeah. So the question is, did this kid? drop out of Harvard and start a social media network or did he have a twin that he helped start a social media network with and then, and then lost all his money. So he's hoping to make all this money back from the ringer. That's and, the real question. Yeah. Which one is he? The, the Winkle boss or is he a Zuckerberg? All right. So let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. So the, the report was that Colangelo has upwards of five burner accounts where he rips on players, rips on coaches, rips on executives, leaks information, this and that, uh, which would be super shady if it's true. Defends himself a lot, too. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, so, like, the claims way, that he did, did, did of, uh, think he did nothing. Yeah. So they did a bunch of searches, and, like, these five accounts all follow, like, similar people. They all use similar phrases. They all use, like, similar, like, defending of him kind of thing. The... I think to me, the smoking gun was uh, the ringer brought it to the attention of the Sixers, but they only told them about two of the five and said, hey, we found these two accounts that we think might be your president of basketball operations uh, leaking information and talking trash and this and that. And the day that they brought it to the Sixers and the Sixers were like, oh, yeah, that is him. The other three that they already had, like on the back burner, immediately went to private accounts. Right, but they already had them kind of followed, so they were. You couldn't look more guilty if you tried. Yeah, it looks a little dicey. Somebody's gonna have to take the fall. 
So do you, th- I mean, do you think he loses his job? Do you think some other people do? What do you think happens? I got to think he loses his job. Oh, Angelo? Yeah. yeah. I, I, to tell you the truth, I don't even know. What's his title? Is he GM? I'm almost positive it's president of basketball operations. Okay. The old uh, Kevin McHale job. Yeah. Okay, sure. So that's basically GM. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, if you're, if you're going to cover up your, you know, hand, your Twitter handle or whatever it is, if you're going to cover it up and try to blast your old players, I mean, you got to go. I mean, that, that's just that, – that's so petty and so childish. And why, why would a person in that position uh, not have the balls to approach the players in question and talk to them man-to-man? Why would they hide behind a fake Twitter handle? The level of unprofessionalism is so unreal if this is true. And, yeah, and it's like, you know, this – you know, these guys are – you know, he, he claimed, you know, stuff about Jaleel Okafor. You're – you're going to jeopardize too, like future of your team. Cause people are going to be like, well, I'm not coming to, I don't, I don't trust the front office here and you guys shouldn't trust each other in the front office here and you don't know what's going on. So yeah, no, thanks. Well, even, so I've seen uh, Joel Embiid had a statement today that like uh, apparently Colangelo called him to refute the claims to be like, no, I didn't do this. But even Joel Embiid was like, he called me Strictly to say this isn't true, but like, uh, if it is, it'd be really messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, dude, what's up? What's going on with that? It, it's going to be a bigger story as the days and weeks go on, and it, I, I would be shocked if he's still employed by the team by the start of next year. Yeah, I agree. I think he's done. Uh, he just blew it. He's done, so. Which um, is crazy because, like, he was so well-respected for so long because wasn't he the one that kind of resurrected uh, Team USA? No, that was his dad. Oh, was it? His dad's Jerry Colangelo, so that's kind of oh, how, he, okay. how he got his, you know, I mean, obviously I think he's done pretty well and he's worked for a few teams, but that's how he got even started in the NBA is because he's the son of Jerry Colangelo who ran what the Suns and then. Yeah. 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 That's who I was thinking of. Okay. I, I, I got my Colangelo's messed up because uh, it was his dad then that after USA kind of fell off the map, like they did dream team, dream team two. And then like those shitty uh, Sean Kemp led uh, USA teams that were like bronze medalists and things like that. And then he brought it back, hired Krzyzewski, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. No. That was that was his dad. Okay. Wasn't he also? Wasn't Jerry Colangelo? Wasn't he also the GM of the Bulls in the Michael days? Mm, I don't think so. I, I thought that was uh, not not Colangelo. I thought that was. Uh, well, now I'm blanking what? on the guy. Wasn't that Krause and somebody? Reinsdorf was the owner. Jerry Reinsdorf. Wasn't Jer- wasn't it Jerry Krause? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, that might be right. I don't know for sure. We don't think yeah, the facts. No, we, okay, we don't. I think you're right. We don't. Uh, we don't worry too hard about facts around here, Lars. So we'll just go with this crowd. Welcome to the Three Hours Podcast. We don't do facts. Don't confuse the listeners with the facts. That's for sure. Uh, we'll, well, just, we'll just say things confident, confident enough in them, and say throw lies out there and just back them up to the end. 
Hey, that sounds like a fact. <laughs> just, wait till, just wait till we get done the podcast and I go on Twitter with a fake name and bash you assholes. Oh, man. Dang it. <laughs> just don't be uh... – Hey, so we got the draft in what, two weeks? Uh, is it that quick? Okay, there you go. So just oh, under a month. Like... Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So – let I mean, there's uh, there's obviously a lot that can happen in a month, but uh, have you guys seen all the stuff on the the kid from Europe, the Lucas Donich, or however you say his name? You nailed it. Yes, you got it. Um, <laughs> You're way off. His name is not Lucas. Is it not? No, his name's Luca. I think. Luca. Sorry, I was way off. <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> almost. You almost. Well, so the, here's the thing: is like forever he's been like the one or the two pick. Is he still? Is he gonna declare? He hasn't declared yet, right? Uh, well, I don't know that he has to. To tell you the truth, I don't know. Maybe he has to, but like, I know he basically said that he might not, and the thought was he doesn't want to go to Sacramento, who have the two pick. So that's why he was like, maybe I'll just and keep playing EuroLeague. Well, isn't the thought that he might go one overall because didn't uh, the Suns just hire like a, a European head coach? It was Igor. the Utah assistant. Yep. Yeah, Igor. Yeah, so isn't the thought that he might go with the guy that he like has seen uh, as coach against that kind of thing? Like, no, there's no of, uh, Arizona kid? Yeah, the Suns got to go with Arizona kid. There's no way they're going to take a chance on a you know, a YouTube European star. I mean, is there no chance? Because, like, Aiton is decent, but, like, how often do you hear about a seven-footer and their concerns are his defense? Yeah. Times. I don't know. People don't worry about defense anymore. No, but so, like, if you have a seven-footer who can't play defense in this age of NBA, what is he going to do? Well, he wins rookie of the year, and then he gets fed up with your coach GM, and then you got a a big qualm in your Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what you do. I don't think he's got the uh, shooting ability that Cat does, but I see where you're going with that. <laughs> I mean, that's where you land with the seven footer who can't play defense. But I mean, like that's I mean, that's your that's how like sketchy this year's draft is that you have a guy like that is supposed to be the number one pick like this big seven footer and he's got a seven foot five wingspan and his offensive game is like really refined but he can't even protect a rim at seven feet and and you're the sun so and, Dude, and you're, you're a basketball like I don't know it, it just it seems odd to me like I feel like this draft I would so much rather have like the three four five pick than the one or two Man, you're just describing Carl Anthony Towns, though. Am I? <laughs> Refined offense, can't protect the rim, long arms, seven footer. Damn, I, guess, I think you're right. Yeah, you. Uh, that's all I could think of as you're describing this guy. Is well, that's exactly what we already have, and he's our cornerstone. I, I honestly, I think the only difference is I don't think I've seen reports that Iton can shoot. I don't know. I think he's been working. Close. He's a close to the basket, maybe post up, fade away kind of guy. Whereas Cat has like the little bit more range, the occasional three pointer, even though he shoots it way too often. Well, he did. 
It wasn't like, you know, he was jacking threes at he Kentucky. Did, he shot like he two. did, though, because every, well, because every report out of Kentucky was that Patino told him or uh, uh, Cal Perry told him not to uh, extend his game too much. Like, no, this is what you're going to do because that's how we're going to win. Like, he wasn't worried about, like, him showcasing his skills. Well, Sean Miller was just worried about uh, what kind of condo he could buy for him, or uh, Sean Miller, or how, or, or how many uh, <laughs> you know Adidas uh, reps he could send to his jacuzzi apartment or something. You ain't wrong. <laughs> hey fellas, can I backtrack for a quick second? Of course, of course. What, you were talking earlier about where LeBron's going to go. What, what do we What do we think about Kawhi Leonard? Where's he going to go? He signs the Super What did you say, Adam? He stays in San Antonio. Yeah, I think he does I, too. You think so? I, I thought Pop is. I thought Pop is sick of him. I thought he was uh, milking his injury. Here's the thing. I think they have like a broken relationship, and I think that there's a lot of issues. And I think it feels like Kawhi has a little bit of diva to him, um, and Pop doesn't play that kind of stuff. But I think ultimately what they're going to do is they're going to step back and realize that, like, there's no trade out there where they get equal value. Wigan, Wigan's um, Guardian. Kawhi's, <laughs> Kawhi's going to – yeah, right. <laughs> Done. Kawhi's going to realize that uh, he makes the most money if he stays in San Antonio. That's the whole, like, you can re-sign with your team for more than uh, you can sign with anybody else. And so it's like as upset as you might be with the team for whatever reason you are, the extra like fifty million dollars or whatever it is that you can sign with there, and knowing the trackers they have, and knowing that Pop is still there, and knowing that the the Spurs are still the Spurs, like, are you really gonna like go away from that and like create this like image of yourself that you couldn't make it work in San Antonio? which everybody can make it work in San Antonio, uh, but you're going to go sign uh, less than a max deal somewhere else. I, I, I don't see that happening. I, so I agree in the fact that, cause he doesn't, he's not like a vocal guy, you know, in a sense, or he's not like a well known, you know, he's not in a lot of things, he's not promoting a lot of things. So most of his money is going to come from his contract. Like, and maybe, you know, his next contract, he can become a bigger superstar and start, you know, getting his face out there a lot more. But he's so quiet and so, like, reserved that I don't see him being, like, the face of, like, you know, vitamin water or something. Right. That's, I mean, I get oh, that's, that, too. That's 50 cents, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you look at who succeeded, like, and obviously, you know, Pop is, you know, the guru of this and everybody succeeded there. But, like, you don't have got – I mean, everybody fits what he's like. But it's not like they've had some, you know, some cocky, egotistic, you know, superstar on their team who's like, hey, here's what I'm all about. It's all about me. And then be like, hey, I still play for the Spurs too. So, I don't think it's a – I don't think it'd be the worst thing to be like, well, it didn't work in San Antonio because – they don't, well, they don't care about the me. They question. care about the team, you know, whatever it is. Here's the better question. Is Kawhi that good? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good. we have like one and a half seasons of him being 
like a top tier guy in their system. Which you, I mean, you got to play that. In, that's a that's a factor that he's playing in San Antonio. He's playing under Pop. Like, is he the kind of guy that like, if you know the Jazz had him, like, is that all of a sudden like franchise altering? For sure. If you add so. if you add him to the Jazz right now, they might they might make the Western Conference Final. You think so? Yeah. Look at it. And maybe the Jazz is a bad example. Like, maybe if I pick a, a lesser team, like, if I pick, like, you know, say Denver or... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Denver or even, uh, I was going to say, or even somebody like a... I don't want to say necessarily like a Memphis, but... But even on the Eastern Conference side, like, he's with Milwaukee or... Does he make a fringe playoff team that much better? His, I, I think his, his, his defense is, is locked, man. Locked down. Yeah, I think – now, don't get me wrong. I would give them a lot of our players for him, and I don't think we can make a trade that they even want. Oh, no, they'd, they'd pick up the phone and hang up. <laughs> Maybe they like Wiggins. Who knows? Maybe he's quiet enough, too, for him. I mean, if you go, like, even, like, Wiggins, Tyus, Gorgie, first-rounder, that kind of thing, they're going to laugh at you. Maybe, or maybe they say sure. No, they don't say sure because we've already signed Wiggins to that monster deal. It's less than they'd have to pay Kawhi. And they're, well, but that's the thing. You'd have to get assurances that you're going to have him re-up. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, do you really, like, I'd rather have Kawhi on a max deal than Wiggins. <laughs> Everybody would. Oh, right, that's what I'm saying. So, so what's what's the incentive for the Spurs to be like, yeah, we'll take Wiggins, who doesn't look all that good, and Gorgie, who's certainly overpaid, and Tyus, who's a backup, and the 20th pick in the draft for like a top 10 player, top 15 player in the. NBA. Well, they do it because Gorgie's got what a year, maybe two. He's got like one year left. Um, Wiggins is one fine, yeah. and if and if their relationship really is fractured, and he tells them he ain't, and you know they're already beefing, and they're he's either straight told them or they got a good in- indication that he won't resign there, then they make a deal. That's fair. I don't think he leaves, but. I think he stays. I, I just don't see that. The only the only, the only way I see it making it happening is if the Celtics go hard. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think some. I think something happened behind the scenes there that maybe might, might not be quite public or what. Yeah. Right, but it just seems very very peculiar that even Popovich would be kind of so. You know, he acts with the media. Now he, uh, you know, likes to spout off from time to time, and for him not even to slip up once to open up about the Kawhi situation. I don't know. I think there might be something more there than to what's being let on, but I, maybe you're right. Maybe bygones can be bygones, and, you know, they go out and have a round of golf and a nice dinner, and they talk about their differences, and you'll be back to this person's I think you're right, though. I mean, because he kind of did call him out, though, and stuff, and, he, you know, several times was like, that's all about, like, you know, they'd ask him, how's it going, or when's he coming back, and it was like, well, he's doing his thing, or he's, you know, off with whoever, and maybe he's working with a coach that's not on the staff, and he's, you know, got his own strength and conditioning guy or something like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely think so. You well, know. and Pop would even say, like, when they'd ask Pop about it, to be like, you know, when's Kawhi coming back? And he'd, he'd make some sort of comment, like, ask his team or something like right. that. Right. So, I think – I mean, I think there's a there's a lot to, you know, the, the brokenness there. And even then, too, you have, like, you know, the veteran, like, kind of your your leader on the floor, too, of, of Tony Parker calling him out, too. So – 
Right, where he said, like, if I had the same injury, I'd have been back, like, in two weeks. He said he had the same injury, and his was worse. Yeah. Um, well, here's the other thing, though. If they are broken, if that relationship is really, like, that fractured, like I said before, you're telling me the Celtics, you already have kind of a, an issue, if you will. Like, it, it's weird to say you have an issue when you have a lot of talented dudes. But, like, when they come back next year, it was Hayward and Irving, plus Smart, plus Tatum, plus Brown, plus, you know, all these dudes. Uh, couldn't they make a better offer than we could? Yeah, they definitely could if they wanted to. But, um, you know, I don't I don't really know, you know, if they want to or what, where do they decide who to, who to give up. Um, I mean, yeah, it'd be a tough call to give up, like, you know, multiple pieces. But, like, if you say, I want to give up, you know, even, well, Tatum maybe, but it'd be hard to give up Tatum. I mean, Brown's pretty uh, good, too. But, but if you said, we're going to give up Tatum, Smart, and a pick, and then you can roll out with Kawhi, Hayward, and Kyrie. Yeah, I mean... Yo, yo, yo. Yo, Matthew. Gosh, back. We'll just uh, finish up a few last second. There's Q. A few last second thoughts. Anything else you guys want to want to talk through, want to get off your chest? Any other random NBA thoughts? Uh, we'll stick to non-Wolves related because, uh, like we said, that's a whole other. Yeah, we got it. That's got to be a whole other podcast because there's a lot to unwrap there. So um, I guess – I'm I'm looking forward to the finals just because I want to see just how much LeBron can do, like, literally on his own. In this era of super teams, he's, you know, the solo act, if you will. Um, can he win a game? Can he win two? Can he win three? Whatever, that kind of thing. Like, I'll be interested to see, and then I'll be not looking forward to going on Twitter and listening to the Jordan defenders. Yeah. It's true. Lars, well, what do you think? Well, again, I'll stick with my prediction. I got, I like the Warriors six. Uh, but, um, you know, there's no doubt that what LeBron has done with this team, uh, incredible, not just for the playoffs, but for the whole season. Um, obviously, lots of injuries. Um, but he has proven himself to be, you know, one of the greats of all time. And uh, if he somehow miraculously pulls tabs through uh, this uh, championship, um, that might just be enough to put him over the top, just given what he's working with and the type of team that he has. He doesn't have Pippen. He doesn't have the Kerr. He doesn't have the Kukoc. He doesn't have uh, the, the, the Hall of Fame. So um, what he's doing is incredible. And um, I, I will – be watching, um, but like I said, I think the Warriors just have too much to throw at them, and uh, I think they will take home. Yeah, I think I think you guys are got it locked down. Um, yeah, Warriors probably cruise. Hopefully, LeBron goes super LeBron and can do something crazy. Uh, for you guys that don't know, Lars is you know biggest Clippers fan out there. Um, any uh, Clippers additional Clippers thoughts predictions? Um, concerns, worries. Uh, well, you know, as a as, as a fan, you're always worried. Um, <laughs> but, 
but we, uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, number 12 and 13 this year, uh, in the draft. Um, we, uh, will hopefully, uh, uh, get, uh, Deandre to, to stick around. Um, but you know, we got, we gave, we gave doc his extension. Um, I guess, am I happy about that? Eh, you know, maybe there's some other options that they could have looked at, but, um, anyhow, no, I am looking very forward to seeing what they do come draft day and, uh, in the off season. And, um, Hopefully, you know, next year we'll be talking about uh, uh, the Clips in, in five or six over somebody else than the Cavs. Best of luck with that. Don't, uh, don't <laughs> bet the house on that one. <laughs> yeah, I would. Right, well, uh, well, appreciate the uh, first guest here on the podcast. We'll definitely yeah, thanks for coming on, Marty. Having back. Yeah, no problem. Been fun. It's been fun. Well, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk through, um, you know, depending on what happens in the finals, maybe touch back on that, see how it's going. Um, and definitely for sure, whenever we uh, start talking Wolves again, uh, we'll get Lars back on here, our resident uh, NBA expert, and uh, see his thoughts on, you know, status of the league, the team, uh, and anything else NBA related. Hell yeah, sounds good to me. All right, gang, we'll uh, take care and we'll, uh, we'll get it going again soon here. Appreciate it, Lars. Get better. All right, take care. Bye. Oh, thank you.